Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. You ever wake up and be like, ah, oh, shit, I've got cancer? <laughs> I know that's not funny, but uh, that's how I felt today, man. I, my throat, like my lymph nodes and my neck are, you guys know me, I'm never sick, and I don't feel sick at all. I feel totally fine, but I mean, outside of like my lymph nodes and my neck are really swollen and like my neck is really my tra- I mean I did my traps Monday or I'm sorry Sunday my traps are sore like I just uh, you know got put in a guillotine choke for three hours at jujitsu. it's weird my traps are sore my neck is sore my whole my upper lower my upper like my middle the middle <laughs> upper lower middle of my back uh, was killing me this morning. I like, did I, I mean, okay. So I know what happened. I had four martinis. So that's, that's a, that's a, let me just cut this short and just let you know what the source of the issue probably is. We went out to dinner last night with, uh, Malachi and Faith, who are very dear friends of ours. Uh, Malachi's young kid. He's, uh, well, young kid, 26, 27 or something like that. And he's a, I think, Maybe he's younger. I don't know. Malachi, how old are you? I don't know if Malachi listens. I think he does. Um, but he uh, he's a real estate guru in Maine, and he does very, very well. He's got, you know, he's in his mid-20s. He's got rental properties. He sells real estate. He did, like, I don't remember, like, how many hundreds of units last year, but he definitely did a lot of units last year. Um, and him and his wife... Faith, Faith is just amazing. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. So we had dinner with them last night at Royal River, which is a great like steakhouse um, out in uh, Yarmouth, uh, Maine. And uh, I had a thirty-ounce tomahawk ribeye and Korean uh, ribs and oysters, and calamari. <laughs> And we had dessert, too, so I, was, I ate a lot of food last night. But we had a great time at dinner. But all that goes to say is uh, I also had four martinis. I was feeling good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Alcohol just doesn't affect me like it used to. I keep chasing a, a, a buzz that doesn't exist anymore. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I had four martinis. Don't get me wrong. I felt it, but I didn't feel like I didn't get that euphoria. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get that... Uh, I lost a little bit of inhibition, you know, but I don't know what I was trying to chase last night. You guys know I'm very upfront with you guys. I don't know what it was. We don't, we, you know, we don't get a chance to go out anymore, you know, because I don't want to say because of Ada, we, it's just a reality when you have a kid, things change, but our, our, the lady who cleans our house, our maid, she washed her last night and it went great. <clears throat> so it's good to know we've got somebody that could watch her. Um, I think a critical piece of advice, and this is what my mentor, my old mentor used to tell me, was he's like, listen, Mikey, he's like, when you have a kid, you want to you be in a position where you can afford a nanny because it'll save you so much time and stress and trouble and issues with the wife and this and that, and uh, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think if you can, I'm not saying wait to have kids. And this is something I've been talking to Malachi about is he's waiting for like 
the perfect time. And I keep trying to tell them, like, it's just, there is no perfect time. Like, when you, here's the thing, everybody. When you achieve a goal, and you get to that goal, something, your life is going to be completely different. You're going to think you need something else. Like, it's never going to be the perfect time. Like, okay, I'm going to wait till I have a house to have a baby. Okay, well, you get the house, and you realize, well, now your bills are higher. There's a lot. Oh, okay, well, maybe we'll wait until my I get a raise at my job. And then you get a raise at your job, but you also invested in a rental property and your income. Well, okay, I'm going to wait until blah, blah, blah. And, and people just are always waiting for the perfect time, not realizing that there is no perfect times in life. It's life. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as a perfect time. Oh, come on, lady. You could I picked the wrong time to go to the gym, dude. I'm late today because I drank and I slept in. This is what I get. <clears throat> Up late watching the football game. By the way, Aaron Rodgers, he's done. You see that the footage this morning? I saw it. Dude, his ACL is gone. That's the end of his career. I think last night we all witnessed Aaron Rodgers' last, last football game. Um, at his age, he ain't coming back from an ACL tear. No way. Uh-uh, no chance. Not even worth it. Not even worth it. Dude has made millions upon millions. I think it's time you hang your hat and ride into the sunset, homie. I don't want to sound like a hater. You know, then he comes back and he wins 14 Super Bowls and they clip this podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's Mike Russin, kid. Don't Google him. Says, <laughs> says he's never going to win another show. He gets out here and wins 14 Super Bowls. I don't want to be that kind of hater. I'm just trying to be, like, realistic. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I think he's got to be in his 40s, right? Got to be. You snap your ACL in your 40s? Ooh, that's, that's, that's real, real tough to come back from, gang. Real tough. Oh, this is just, this. the traffic right now is ridiculous. It's so stupid. I knew better... Almost would have benefited from just waiting. Damn, we got to register the vehicles. I keep forgetting. Like, we got to take the cars to the DMV and get them registered. We still got dealer plates on them. Or temp temp plates, I should say. And this guy takes my spot. Oh, my goodness gracious. Jeez, man. What's everybody doing? Why are you all out? Huh? What's the deal here? Alright, hold on. Dude, you would think it's Grand Central Station here right now. It's just a little gas station I stop at every morning. There's usually two cars. This place is full. The roundabout is absolutely hopping with people right now. This is crazy. I can never leave around 7.30 again. I'm never making this mistake. This is crazy, dude. Crazy. Squeeze through here. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I really do enjoy having probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, truck on the road. <laughs> like once I get this lifted, obviously a 3500 is bigger, you know. But this thing, there are many other 2500s out there, and uh, I tower over all these other trucks. So I was telling my wife, I. I was joking, I'm joking, but like when I pass another truck that's smaller at mine, I point at him and go thumbs down. <laughs> I make like a little mode, like a little symbol, you know, with my thumb and my finger, like little and then thumbs down. 
Oh, there's cops here. What the frick is fracking? I'm glad that cop is, or I'm glad actually this person was turning in front of me because I probably would have barreled by that police officer for sure. For sure. We start my day with a ticket. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's never going to be any perfect time for anything in life. I mean, like, literally, like, even the Bible talks about this. Like, <clears throat> it's important to have plans, but, like, putting all your eggs in one bag, like, completely, like, just convincing yourself that life is going to work out the way that you're picturing it is just so funny to me now. And I, I'm not saying don't have goals. I'm very goal-oriented, you know what I mean? But, like, I've become significantly more malleable with my... Which is how I view the world and view the future. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have an idea. You know, I have, um, you know, like I have an idea of how much land I want and like what I want it to somewhat look like. But these people will like go down to the very details of like what's their, what their toilet's going to look like in their house. And it's just, I don't know, I've just... I guess I've lived enough life in 30 years to know that it's not always how well you can hit the fastball. It's how well you can hit the slider and the curve. I'm just full of, you know, that was just great. Life isn't always about hitting the fastball. Many times it's about hitting the slider or the curve. And then I would spit my tobacco onto the ground and jump up on a horse and ride away. <laughs> you know, you can't just sit there and plan for one pitch because it ain't going to happen that way. You're going to get struck out every single time. You got to be out. You got to be ready for others because life is going to throw everything at you. You know what I mean? And. Uh, thinking that you're going to have everything all planned out. So there's a couple lessons here. Number one is stop waiting around for the perfect time to do stuff. You know what I mean? There's no perfect time. It's not The way I look at it is now or never. I'm not the type of person that's like, let's do it next month. Let's wait to know. Like, let's get it done now. If it can be done now, reasonably, let's get it done now. Number two is do not start losing your marbles when things don't work out 100% according to whatever plans you had in your head. They rarely will. <laughs> they rarely will. I can't, I can count on less than one hand. I can count on probably no hands. How many times something in my life has worked out completely according to plan? You know what? Probably the easiest us getting these vehicles the, the truck of the Yukon Denali. We're probably... That's about as close as according to plan as it gets. And I think a lot of that has to do with us going to church and tithing and just being better people. Not that we're good people. Nobody's good, but better Christians, you know? God really fulfilled and supplied a need for us, you know? But people start, they get wrapped up in these ideas how life should work, you know. And uh, 
Life doesn't work out the way we think it should. It just is. Like, life is neither good nor bad. It just is. It has everything to do with your perspective. I was watching a clip of Jocko Willink, and he was saying, you know, every time he, he had this guy that would always bring him problems, and every time he brought him problems, he would say, good, good, good. Because even in, with problems, there's a silver lining. And even when things go your way, when things, what people don't realize is that things going your way doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You know what I mean? Oh, you get that big promotion at work? Cool. Now you realize you're in way over your head. You don't really know what you're doing. You're scared. You're nervous. You make a couple mistakes like something good turns out to be a perceivable. It's not a negative at all. It's a very, it's a big positive. It turns out to be a perceivable negative to you. Um, Muay Thai one thing I've been working on is loosening up my shoulders and my stance and just getting looser I'm very tight as a person um, and I've been trying to loosen up and I realize that a lot of that that's like life you know you can't approach life just bare white knuckling it you know trying to force things into place it's not how it works you know, going back to us getting these cars, I can remember talking to the finance guy. He's like, dude, you are so easygoing. Because everything for me was, well, if it works out, it works out. If not, it doesn't. You know, I have no emotional attachment to this whatsoever. I would like to get the vehicles. But if the bank comes back and says something, you know, at first my business hasn't been around long enough. I'm like, dude, it's going to do like $3 million. <laughs> you know what's the problem here who cares how long you know but I have very little to no emotional attachment to the outcome positive or negative you know and if that didn't work out that just meant that there was something better for me a couple miles down the road <laughs> you know the way I look at life is like I'm tired and I'm trying to find somewhere to rest and I go to the first hotel and it's closed I go to the second hotel and there's no vacancy and finally just when I think I'm about to just drop dead from exhaustion I make it to the third hotel where I'm greeted at the door with a warm towel and uh, a nice cold drink and they sold out of all their regular rooms so they give me an executive suite executive suite for the price of a regular room that's how I've that's what life has done to me and I'm so thick God it's God what I didn't know is that that first hotel was closed because they had a bed bug infestation and then the second one was full vacancy but you know if there was a room there I would have went to the bar and there was a guy at the bar that got drunk and out of hand that I would have gotten into a fist fight with and landed myself in jail. And then that third hotel is the one that's the perfect fit for me. That's, that is the best analogy I can think of for life, in my opinion, how I approach life. Because 
that's how it's always worked out for me. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of pain and disappointment between, you know, the first and second hotels and then looking for the third one. Obviously, I'm not talking about hotels here, gang. You understand what I'm saying. But there's a lot of pain and uncertainty and questions and where am I going to sleep and what if I don't make it and all this stuff. And then you get to that third hotel and you realize why God led you past the first two. You know, God will do this with us. And this is, again, if you weren't walking according to his will and his purposes, you know, that first or second relationships, those relationships might not work out. But maybe that first guy was going to develop an alcohol problem and beat the shit out of you. Maybe the second guy was going to cheat on you. And yeah, it sucked having to break up with both of them and you're alone and you start to tell yourself, man, I'm a 27-year-old girl. I don't know. There's no... I don't know if I want to find anybody. What if I die alone? What if I don't have kids? What if I'm never able to start a family? And then one day you're at the gas station checking out and you drop your Starbucks, whatever, and you look up and Mr. Dream World is right there staring back into your eyes. He picks up your little Starbucks egg thing and looks you in the eyes and you look in his eyes and boom, happily ever after. You know what I'm saying? That's how life is. You know, you don't get the first job. You go from job interview to job interview to job interview, and you get turned down, not called back, and you're not a good fit for us. And sorry, we staffed the position over the weekend. And then finally, you land that last job interview where you're given a great pay and benefits, and they immediately promote you to a manager. and you know, what you don't realize is the first place you interviewed at got shut down for a health code violation. And then the second one, the manager was skimming tips off the top. And that's, you got to stop getting all emotionally attached to the outcome. I could go through example, through example, through example in your life of things that just didn't work out the first time. You know, I... I think back to some of the miscarriages my wife and I had, especially the second one. We were, and I'm not saying that God took that baby because we weren't ready. Sorry. I'm not saying that God took that baby because we weren't ready. Um, But maybe he did. Because at that point... You know, that, we almost divorced. We almost divorced. You know, and if that pregnancy was viable and came to fruition, who knows, would we be as good a parents as we are now? And I don't know. I don't know if it would have forced us to level our game up, possibly, but I don't, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't the ideal situation. Again, I'm not saying we're looking for the ideal situation, but sometimes things just most times things work out in your favor if you have the right attitude that's the key that's the key ingredient if things don't work out in your favor and they keep getting worse and worse it's because your attitude is shit and when your attitude when your attitude is bad you attract more negative you've got to understand the law of attraction is very real now, you, you're not going to sit around and just meditate on a Lambo and not do any work and get one. You know, it's, it's, it's when you focus on 
the outcome that you do. And again, I've told you not to get emotionally attached to the outcome, right? I'm talking about the immediate outcome. Like you're going to get what you want eventually more times than not. And if you don't get what you want and you did approach everything with a good attitude, it wasn't meant to be. And you have to be okay with that too. You have to be okay with that too. Maybe you weren't called to be wealthy because God wants you to be a servant and and give a lot of your time instead of your money. You know what I mean? Like you just <laughs> you just never know. You just never really know. And the more time that you spend dwelling on how certain things haven't worked out to you for you and woe is me and blah blah blah, you don't realize how many, you know. So what happens is is that third this is what happens. You get to that third hotel and you're like Mm, this place is probably a dump. They're probably going to turn me away. It's probably too expensive. I'm not going to be able to blah, 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 blah. So you pass on it because of the experience with the first two. And you didn't know that you would have walked through those doors and they had an executive suite waiting for you and the warm towel and the big smiles on their faces like you'd been there a thousand times and the free meal that they delivered to your door that night you didn't see all that stuff coming so you passed right by the hotel because of your experiences with the first two it's I think that people carry negative experiences with them too far along in life and we should learn from negative experiences but back to like the single girl in her 20s late 20s you know, if you just expect every man to be like the first two that hurt you, not only you're gonna you're gonna continue to tr- attract that, but you're gonna slam the door in the face of a lot of good men that God would try to bring you know to you in your life. So, these are the things I want you guys to think about today, as you go about your day, as you go about your weeks. I couldn't even begin to tell you over the past couple of years how many things I thought were going to work out a certain way and didn't and what how blessed I've been on the other side of that just by being patient having a good attitude not getting too emotionally attached to the short term and expecting the best like every time something doesn't work out this is what I want you this is what I want your default to be I'm not saying you can't be upset That's not what I'm saying. I don't expect you to get turned down for a big job and start cheering. You know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. Mourn the loss of that opportunity. Mourn the loss of those expectations very briefly and move on. But your default setting to any kind of perceived disappointment in your life should be, God has something better for me. Hey, this kind of sucks right now. This doesn't feel very good. But God has something better for me. And when you start to approach life like that, you're going to realize God always has something better for you. Something better for you sometimes is that thing not at all. I don't know how to word that, but like not having it. Sometimes it's just not having it. And you don't realize that until much, much later. And sometimes it is having it, but having a much better version, right? So, 
that's what I got for you guys today. I love all of you immensely. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, and I hope you guys have a great Tuesday.